This is the EPLOG audio experience. It's that time of the year. You're looking back at what has been, rejoicing the good, soaking the wins and learning from the rest and looking forward to what might be, manifesting the best and emotionally and mentally preparing to embrace the rest. Now while the world does its wraps, here's an unwrap with me Yashika on this special episode of Voice of Achievers where we are unwrapping 30 wisdom nuggets from our conversations throughout 2021. No hardcore gyan, no must-dos or hacks, just some wonderful humans who've been on our show answering pertinent questions, sharing valuable perspectives and sometimes thought-provoking while at other times slice-of-life experiences to cheer you up each time life bogs you down. To help you navigate with ease, this podcast is divided into four parts. Part 1 dives into early career choices, humble new beginnings, identifying strengths, the life choices matrix and stepping from path of limitation to path of possibility. Part 2 is about relevant concepts like design thinking, creativity, sustainability, skills like sales and startup pitches and invaluable characteristics for the work world. Part 3 is almost like an internal diary or self-exploration of self-doubt, fear, conflict management, emotional management, strength, motivation and channelizing stress and burnout. Part 4 is about looking forward. What to expect in the hybrid workplace? Initiative, resilience, self-introspection and rejuvenation. The new meaning of no, of spirituality and of magic. So, let's unwrap, uncover and rediscover. Part 1 of humble beginnings, identifying strengths, possibility, and the life choice matrix. What is the role of a college? College College is a place where beyond just the learning, you gain two very, very important things in life. First, managing self. You learn how to manage yourself, whether in hostel or otherwise, Second, you gain best of your friends and a social network, which over a period of time will allow you to harness that network for your work, whether entrepreneurship or your work. Need to reinvent themselves about a place, not just a college canteen, hanging out place and making friends, but a real value addition in their lives. Mm. But add enough experiences, add enough work around that, pick up skills which are employable skills or monetizable skills and do a startup. Yeah. 
कुछ भी चालू करो टूडे विद टेक्नोलॉजी विद इंटरनेट कनेक्शन सो चीपर ऑन पीपल कैन स्टार्ट अ बिजनेस विद ए गूगल पे अकाउंट एंड एन इंस्टाग्राम अकाउंट यू कैन स्टार्ट डूइंग इट यू शुड डू समथिंग एंड एक्सपेरिमेंट दैट तो क्या होगा तीन साल बाद अगर आपका स्टार्टअप चल पड़ा कहीं से फंडिंग आ गई तुमने अच्छा कर लिया तो तुमको नौकरी की जरूरत नहीं और तीन साल बाद तुम अगर ऐसा फेल्ड स्टार्टअप का सीवी कहीं लेके जाते हो तो यू हैव ए ग्रेट स्टोरी टू टेल द रिक्रूटर यार कि तीन साल मैंने ये किया मैंने सिर्फ कॉलेज में समोसे नहीं खाए और टेबल नहीं बजे करेक्ट जो यू शुड बी अ बंडल ऑफ लाइफ एक्सपीरियंसेस द थर्ड थिंग स्टूडेंट शुड डू बिकॉज दे हैव लॉट ऑफ री टाइम इज टू ट्रेवल अराउंड द कंट्री बैक करो कोई खर्चा नहीं होता है बस पकड़ो ट्रेन पकड़ो और ट्रैवल करो खर्चा मत करो माँ बाप का बहुत पॉकेट फ्रेंडली बैक पैकिंग हॉस्टल्स होते हैं काउच काउच सर्फिंग होता है जस्ट ट्रैवल जस्ट ट्रैवल एंड विद ट्रैवल यू कैन एक्चुअली पिक अप मल्टीपल इंटरेस्टिंग एक्सपीरियंसेस क्वेश्चन टू हाउ डू यू पिक अप द फर्स्ट बिग प्रोजेक्ट एंड हाउ डू यू गेट द फर्स्ट बिग क्लाइंट Like I'll tell you, मेरे एक्सपीरियंस में क्या हुआ था मेरा फर्स्ट प्रोजेक्ट वेरी फॉर्चुनेटली आफ्टर आई केम बैक फ्रॉम माई मास्टर्स डिग्री वॉज आई वन आई है वेरी सोशल पर्सन इन कॉलेज तो यू नो एवरी कॉलेज इंटर कॉलेज फेस्टिवल इंटर कॉलेज फेस्टिवल तो यू नो यूर कॉन्स्टेंटली मीटिंग पीपल ऑल ऑफ दैट सो आई मेट अट ऑफ पीपल Um, I was friends with them on Facebook. Maybe even so, if I met them once, I would send them a friend request. Very absurd now. I I don't do that now anymore. That is nice. <laughs> But I I had done a lot of networking back then. I knew a lot of people. So a lot of people saw my journey. They saw me putting out photographs. They saw me doing all of that. So when I came back to Bombay, my first call was from a friend Karan, who I never like. It was just acquaintance meeting. He called me. He said, "You know what? I have a project for architecture, and I like shooting a lot of architecture. A lot of architecture was on my portfolio." my my colleague would want to talk to you if you're up for this you know let's let's figure it out and do a call i said yeah sure why not it was a one week project where we went before sunrise we got to hiranandani pawai uh, we shot all day till late night so that was my first project and i think i got that only because of word of mouth only because i was friends with people i knew people etc and i was a little maybe extrovert and outgoing back then it it worked in my favor question 3 the existential question how do you find what you really like what do you enjoy doing i any anybody will have something inherently they might be good at they should pick that up and work towards it okay now give let me give you with an example so there are four quadrants i could call it like typically in business school we call it 2 by 2 matrix right yes i call it the life choice matrix so there are one variable there is one variable which call which is i am good at certain things and i'm not good at certain things good variable good at not good at second variable is i don't like doing this and i like doing this so the first quadrant is i am not good at certain things but i also realize that i don't even like doing it even if you end up becoming good you don't like it right so and third is you're good at something because you kept on doing certain things the last one is you're good at something and you also like doing things 
It's much simpler version. It's not ikigai. It's very simple two by two. Well, if that's a choice you have to make, how do you find your strength? Yes, and the answer is the answer is really in you know in the definition itself. Think of activities where you get lost, where you get totally engrossed. You lose sense of time. Things that draw you again and again. So there are things which you're going to be running away from, and there are things that you're going to be running towards. The things that you run towards, there's a chance that those are your strengths, right? Uh, you know, for example, if you if you get lost in talking to people, right? There's a chance that communicating, building relationships, showing compassion and kindness, listening to others, helping others—these things could be intrinsically motivating. It uh, then then possible that that is a strength. So this is these are some ways. Uh, the other way is uh, pay attention to uh, the areas in which you get compliments. Right, uh, you know. other people if they've noticed something about you if somebody walks up to you and says you know what uh, i i think you're really really a good listener you i feel very heard whenever i'm talking to you or if somebody comes and says you speak so well whenever you speak i get lost i get totally engrossed in the way you talk you know those compliments are uh, possible indicators of uh, of what your areas of strength might be Taking you back a little, how do how does one yes. get to focusing on the path of possibility? Like, how does one make that switch? What are the questions that you can ask yourself to be able to focus your mind and your sense towards the path of possibility or the path of opportunity? The first question, like I said, is is to actually ask yourself, okay, what is it that what's the smallest thing that i can do in this situation or what are the one or two small things that i can do in this situation uh, that actually starts to throw up certain uh, certain opportunities so that that i think is the is the quickest way to to get there right you know the other thing is there's a lady called uh, marley lee adams and she actually wrote a, a book called change your question change your life So if you're interested in actually getting an entire list of different questions that you can ask yourself to get out of that path of limitation that rut and start walking on the path of possibility or what uh, what he calls the learner path and I think distinguishing that actually making a list you start by doing that take a piece of paper write down situation on top and then write down what what are the things that i cannot do in this situation what can i not change and then say then once you've written all of that out say okay what can i change and the answers may not come the answers may not immediately come but still ask what is the tiniest thing that i can do you know once you start thinking when you switch from the cannot and this is what positive psychology is is really about when you switch from the cannot to the can is is when some of these possibilities emerge part 2 on creativity design thinking the power of a foreign language sustainable life choices and successful startup and sales pitches actually tell us if creativity in your opinion 
is innate and what parts of it can be nurtured i think creativity by definition is more like problem solving right or coming up with new solutions or new perspectives mujhe lagta hai ki there could be both factors to it a part of it could be like innate quality that one has to be curious and inquisitive of the world around but then there's a lot of exploration and i think the creativity happens there where in i might explore a lot of different ideas in like small scribbles or thumbnails and most of them might just end up lying in my notebook they no one might ever see them but then i think that exploration leads to the final solution that people might enjoy but there has to be an innate curiosity in, to begin with so then is it fair to say that creativity requires a certain sense of craziness and can anyone be creative question 7 yeah definitely i think the way we think of creativity today the way we define creativity is so limited we always talk about creative people as people you know who are artists or musicians or actors or you know these kind of uh, medium uh, media but i think uh, you can be creative in your daily life uh, no matter what your profession so whether you're a cook or an i don't know like an electronics engineer or someone developing algorithms um i think the madness comes from you know from sticking to a mission from finding a purpose that is so consuming and it doesn't have to be only art and i think when something becomes such a core part of you that you can't separate yourself from it uh when you sort of do something without expecting anything from it whether it's likes or followers and when you want to get really really good at something in spite of nobody else caring so it can be that maybe you don't even have a social media presence but you're drawing every day and right. i think that kind of um, that kind of all consuming madness is absolutely necessary if you want to uh, really excel at something talking of creativity one cannot help but discuss the buzzword design thinking what is design thinking really and can we really break it down and use it in our daily life question 8 design thinking actually is nothing but a way of thinking it's a way of it's an attitude towards how you work how you do things okay and what is that attitude that attitude is understanding the real issue the problem getting into the depths of it understanding the consumer the user and then you know questioning the belief a creative person will never be happy you know uh the creative person said nay can we do it like this can we do it like some other way so th- there is always a sense of questioning into what you are doing so that's the second aspect of design thinking that you question and then you come with a solution and then when the solution emerges you prototype it then you test it okay that's what design thinking is all about and design thinking is used by business by engineers everybody uses design thinking it's it's an attitude while design thinking may be an attitude clearly learning a foreign language is a skill and an essential skill that may open up opportunities that may help embrace a new culture so how does learning a foreign language really help you so while on the one hand literature in a foreign language takes you back to the roots of the society 
the spoken language on the other hand introduces you to its pop culture to its current trends to its contemporary voices yeah and uh, to give you an example when i'm talking to my german friends my german colleagues i get a very holistic view on the trends on the drivers of the society currently be it in terms of uh, politics be it in terms of sustainability be it in terms of um, green energy e mobility football so what is also interesting is that learning a new language helped me understand my own culture better and uh, just lastly i mean if i can top that up with a quote by a german uh, poet his name is goethe he said wer fremde sprache nicht kennt weiß nichts von seiner eigenen and let me explain what that means it roughly translates to one who does not know a foreign language does not know much of his own either yeah so only if you look at your own language from a different perspective you get a much more holistic view on your own language on the other hand i think knowing the language really um, makes it fun when you are out there in outdoor places in at cafes soaking in the sun and you can also soak in the conversations that are happening around you so you can soak in the vibe of that place just because of the fact that you know the language very well so that that used to be really fun i mean just being out there at nice cafes uh, in in warm summer months and just picking up on the vibe interesting isn't it a new language helping you learn about your own culture your own space talking of which how is india viewed with respect to sustainability and how can young people really help or contribute as entrepreneurs or professionals in the environmental space india has huge problems right it has problems of air pollution it has problems of water contamination uh, half of our population hardly gets work, clean water to drink so we have serious problems so i mean you know there's no hiding that but in the climate change space one metric that is often used is per capita carbon footprint it it is based on the number of people and the total emissions of a country and and you divide that by the number of people and then you get the per capita footprint you can't keep drawing from nature without consequences but if you keep drawing within the regenerative capacity of nature then nature will support us serve us help us for millions of years to come as it has done in the past there are 8 million species no other species responsible for the state of the planet only us and we need to change that and it is not going to go on for very long canada is burning now if you look at uh, different places in canada the wild uh, the, the bush fires in australia is just happening everywhere it is happening because we have altered the fine balance of nature and we have to pay a very heavy price so we need to stop uh, i'm just thinking and i'm i'm sort of backtracking it so what will what the, to bring about a change first the mindset changes then uh, the action changes and then eventually the industry changes is it like that or am i missing a step yeah, the industry will yeah, the industry will change 
when your mindset changes the industry will change according to consumer demands so the more consumers start questioning and being educated and being responsible they will be like i don't want to buy this piece that is wrapped in plastic why do i want that so so then it starts from the consumer questioning it yeah consumers have to question it is very very important uh, these are consumers have every right to ask the most ridiculous questions and don't be embarrassed to ask that because you don't know this field you need to know what this is all about where it's coming from how can i what is the after life of this product how can i upcycle it uh, will you take it back if uh, you know once i'm done, what is your what is your guarantee that this product is uh you know uh, you have used all um, what do you call it natural dyes can i see some certification please all this has to be there all this has to be there clearly change begins by questioning talking of which how does one handle a pitch how does one present their startup during an investor pitch you know people finally invest in people right you know so so building the trust factor become very important it's not that we have not been rejected you know i think rejections happen more than uh, successes happen in the startup world but what we have done is we have consistently built those relationships and we have walked on a story a great deal yeah. you know so it's very important that you understand your story correctly if you can't explain what you are doing the problem you are solving and how you are solving it in one line you probably don't have the story clear in your head so you know investors have a lack of time there are so many people pitching to investors so i think the important thing is being uh, crystal clear in your head on what is the problem you are solving to how you are solving it and why you if you have the answers if you are very confident about the answers to these questions you could probably turn around most investors around to your side if not you should probably work on it more before you even go for investment and second i think work on building that trust you know and i'm not saying trust it's not just networking i don't i don't just mean networking so if there's a commitment you stand for if there's a certain brand that you are building around yourself you have to stay very very consistent you have to deliver you are committing every time every time well even if it isn't a startup pitch you're still pitching maybe a sales pitch what is it that you should know and how do you really do the sales pitch so i would say you know don't jump uh, to direct uh, sales don't don't you know bring out i mean i i know i mean you know i've done multiple meetings in which you know i have not even talked about what i do for customers i don't even talk about what am i what have i come to sell you so so we we get into a conversation which is a out of the office conversation and this conversation is a customized conversation which which the sales guy has to build uh, depending you know uh, on the deep diving he has done in the profile of that individual fair enough now that you're sales ready what is required for the holistic picture what is required for work readiness so um i'm going to say non negotiable communication your ability to communicate to articulate to answer the question be relevant read up you can't communicate unless you're reading up in your interviews you're going to be asked about world affairs your political views your religious views you need to be aware about the world so communication and reading go hand in hand and being aware our confidence people pick up on body language and i mean verbal and non verbal cues you're fidgety you're restless you've turned up in torn jeans 
uh, a t-shirt when you're going in for an interview not uh, acceptable you know you 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 need to show your desire to be there i'm not saying wear a suit and jacket and tie but at least dress in a shirt smart trousers look the part because you're going to play the part part 3 of your inner core self doubt insecurities confidence conflict management inclusion emotional management and successfully channelizing stress tell me ki aise kabhi moments the jab aapko laga ki are log hans nahi rahe hain meri fat rahi hai ye hota hai bahut baar to you know how do you deal with those kind of challenges i was lucky that in my initial days mere ko na failure kam aaya फेलियर को हमारे इधर ग्लोरीफाई बहुत करते हैं कि ये फेल हो गया फेल हो गया ऐसे कुछ फेल वेल नहीं होता यार इवन राहुल द्रविड भी बोलता है ना कि आउट ऑफ माय एंटायर करियर मोर देन 50 परसेंट ऑफ द टाइम आई हैव फेल्ड बट बिकॉज आई फेल्ड दैट्स व्हाई आई हैव सक्सीडेड गलती हुई है थोड़ा सा हम चेंज करेंगे कॉन्टेंट चेंज करेंगे बट यू आर राइट घटती तो बहुत है बिकॉज क्या है मार्केटिंग का मेट्रिक है ना कि सेल्स हुआ कि नहीं छह महीने के बाद पता चलता है और लोग फिर उसके बाद बोलते हैं कि यार तुम्हारा प्रोडक्ट चला नहीं लाफ्टर इज अ मेट्रिक वेर यू गेट देर एंड देर अगर जोक नहीं चला तो यू सडनली दैट दो स्पेसिस ऑफ द पीपल हु आर नॉट लाफिंग जस्ट यू नो गेट इम्प्रिंटेड इन योर ब्रेन एंड यू आर लॉट बॉस अब अब तो मैं घर में जा सकूंगा दैट काइंड ऑफ अ थिंग बट ओवर अ पीरियड ऑफ टाइम यू रियलाइज एंड यू हैव बैकअप मटीरियल विच मीन्स दैट अगर आपकी फट रही है तो आप अपने बैंक में जाके वो दो चार जोक्स ऐसे निकालो जो आपको वापस लिफ्ट अप कर देंगे जो आपको पता है कि वो 100 परसेंट चले इन द पास्ट सो दे मे बी रिपीटेटिव बट समाइम्स यू नीड टू होल्ड क्रचेज ऑफ रिपीटेटिव जोक्स सो दैट यू आर अबाउ योर हेड इज अबाउ वॉटर और उसके बाद फिर आप नया मटीरियल ट्राई कर सकते हो वेल क्लियरली वेल वी मे नॉट ऑल बी स्टैंड अप कमीडियंस आई एम शो वी ऑल हैव एट सम पॉइंट इन टाइम इन आर लाइफ एक्सपीरियंसड self doubt experienced fear experienced anxiety how do you navigate that how do you deal with that how can i say at the worst point of self doubt and fear i had probably had an anxiety breakdown uh, it was about 6 years into my business and i remember uh, there was a phone call that came through regarding a change in government policy uh, which was going to rationally change the way we were we were going to have to look at the entire business model that was set up for 6 years and i remember uh, i think i uh, i cried for about 6 hours uh, and i had to go to the doctor and i was i was boring like a kid and and i was then i had to be put on sort of anxiety pills for like 5 days and my doctor said you don't really need them but if you ever feel that way you keep the strip the strip is about 8 years old but i always carry it just is like it's like a placebo effect as you call it but yeah it that self doubt and fear again was not because something came out of the blue it was something for which i should have prepared uh, two years before yeah but that passion was saying oh it's okay i'll handle it when it comes about yeah. oh, it's okay i'll handle it when it comes about i don't want to do it now we'll figure out oh, this is we're driving we're pushing forward uh, let's handle let's let's tackle the bridge when we come to it yeah so it was not something that came out of the blue it was my inadequacies at not Uh, looking at it long term uh, not being advised uh, on how to approach it long term that's what i said the biggest two my achilles heel uh, in my failures was a lack of a good team someone saying you know wait try it in one second just hold off uh, sacrifice the next two months for what you're pushing for let's look at this properly 
Now I'm sure there are so many situations that you may have come across where you felt underconfident. You felt you're not sure if you should really speak up. So how do you overcome that? How do you get a seat at the table? This one, especially for women. And this is very real, you know, right from people talking over you to mansplaining to a woman saying something and not being heard and a man saying the same thing five minutes later and everyone like agreeing or disagreeing or at least hearing that person out. So, you know, I think most women professionals have seen it all. There are few things that have worked for me. One is fake it till you make it works brilliantly here. Because when you, when you're in that first meeting and you want to make a point, you are most likely going to stop yourself from making it because you're going to feel like I will say something foolish. I have nothing to add. People will not listen to me. All those barriers. I would still say make the point. It doesn't matter if someone listens to you. It doesn't matter if someone ignores you. It just does not matter. The first battle that you have is with yourself. You have to get comfortable in making your voice heard. That's when others will get comfortable in hearing your voice. So I think the first thing to do is actually set yourself a goal. In the next meeting I go to, I will land these two points. And I don't care if anybody listens, doesn't listen, I will land them. Once you've done this a couple of times, you will start feeling more confident. Then you raise the bar for yourself further, which could be that I actually interject to something that I'm not in agreement with and then make my point. So, you know, it's a curve, but till you start, you'll never actually be able to do it. The second is, it's a muscle, you know, it really does get better with time, practice, exercise. So do that. The third tip suggests is if you're particularly apprehensive because it's maybe a very big meeting and you just feel like you're going to, you know, mess something up. If you have somebody who is in your organization, a confidant, a mentor, or a friend, bounce off what you're going to say with them. Do actually what I call a dry run. Be like you would be in the meeting and talk through what you were going to say two, three times with them over, let's say, a week in the run-up to the meeting. And you'll feel that much more comfortable and you would have already had feedback from the person on, you know, what's working, what's not working. So you will go in feeling a lot more prepared to say what you have to. Now talking of meetings, whether it's business meetings or social settings, what are the little things that we can do? The little changes that we can make in as simple as our word choices to ensure that we are inclusive um to make sure instead of saying uh, a woman's body when a woman is pregnant i can just say pregnant person i can just say menstruator instead of ortho ko jab periods hote hain um you know things of that sort this this very simple vocabulary upgrade koi bahut matlab bhari aapko seekhne ki zarurat nahi hai i know it's a challenging 
uphill battle for a lot of people. So it's very simple things you can learn to make your language very inclusive and make the world a happier, shinier place, man. Why not? Well, happiness is all that we want to spread, really. Each and every one of us, isn't it? However, we're still human. Conflicts arise. Now, what happens when these conflicts arise? Whether in business meetings, again, in social settings. How do you deal and how can you tackle conflicts better? Well, here's a simple technique though. Uh, we have, in fact, it, it is a framework uh, of sorts that we use to resolve conflict on the field. And uh, it's called Be Calm. Um, and Be Calm kind of expands to B is for breathe, which means don't react straight away, right? I mean, that's good advice for any situation. Forget just being on the field. Uh, e stands for explain, which is you, you are supposed to explain what you think happened, right? In your perspective uh, or what you feel, you kind of articulate that. And then the calm, the C stands for consider. So you need to stop and listen to the other person's viewpoint, right? So that is B, E, C. And then A is ask, where you can ask for advice, right? It's not necessarily just the two of you. So you ask for all those different perspectives. And then the C-A-L stands for listen, which means have an open mind and listen to all of these perspectives. And M is make a call. Um, so we call it be calm. Uh, and it starts with uh, breathing, explaining what you did, considering what the other person think happened, asking for perspectives, listening to all of them, and then making a decision. And I think it's, it's useful because on the field, what happens is if we uh, disagree, right? Because that's typically the next question, which is what happens if both of you can't come to a conclusion, right? Like we, we need to agree to disagree and that's, so we do that. Now say you've agreed to disagree, yet something's not right within you. You're emotionally feeling imbalanced. How do you tackle that? How do you really find that calm within you? How do you discharge? How do you manage your emotion better? You, you see, the thing is that everyone knows these tips, which is to sleep over it, to drink water, to go out for a walk, to listen to music, and find your own safe ways of discharging the emotion. And what is helpful is that if you know, one, what are my typical triggers? which means then to take a step back and to be able to observe yourself. You know, Ron Heifetz, professor in, uh, in uh, Harvard Business School, I think, but I'll have to check on this. He has said that uh, it's a good idea to go to the balcony to watch the dance floor. So to view yourself from a distance. So it's a meta perspective. And uh, which means that to notice what are your triggers, uh, notice how that emotion lands in your body, what it does to your body. And the third, in, third is to have a favorite way of discharging that emotion. Now that's for the emotion within you. But what about external factors? What about the times when you feel your work seems monotonous, seems mundane? You're doing it over and over and over again. How do you then keep yourself motivated? What is that internal motivation? What we found out that there is, in motivation, there is another 
idea of motivation which we call as integrated extrinsic motivation so that's the psychology now let me explain that so the word is integrated extrinsic motivation this has extremely important ramifications for human behavior at work aap office mein kaam kar rahe ho baithe hue screen ke samne bahut hi boring kaam hai tab tak wo boring rahega it will continue to remain boring and monotonous till the time you do not derive a value for yourself you've got to integrate the value so how, what will be those ideas that i can take back to my work anybody who experiences monotony ask yourself what is the value of this work uh, how does this work make me better and grow in my career the moment you will reframe that situation it will start to make a lot of sense now that's the intrinsic motivation story what are fun things what are interesting things that you can really do extrinsically to really recharge to get up and just get going what is it that you can do externally and really release that stress that burden just let it go so i feel we grow old because we stop playing वो इनहिबिशन होता है कि अरे अब हम जाकर के बच्चों की तरह नहीं खेल सकते तुम्हारी बॉडी चेंज नहीं हुई है तुम्हारा माइंड थोड़ा सा इवॉल्व होता है बट वो चेंज नहीं होता है अभी भी उसको फिजिकल मूवमेंट से उतना ही रिलैक्सेशन मिलता है सो इफ वी कैन जस्ट यू नो मेक अ कल्चर जहां पे यू कैन गो आउट एंड प्ले विदाउट जजिंग योर और विदाउट बींग जज बाई अदर्स आई थिंक लाइफ थोड़ी सी इजी हो जाएगी लाइक दैट्स व्हाट आई डू आई आई गो टू द ग्राउंड एंड आई जस्ट प्ले अलोन आई वुड जस्ट यू नो मंकी बार होता है बच्चों का सो आई वुड डू दैट आई वुड जस्ट यू नो जम्प डू व्हाट एवर लाइक इट्स ऑल मूवमेंट इसको थोड़ा सा ज्यादा फैंसी वे में हम लोग पार्क और बोल देते हैं व्हाट वुड यू प्ले लाइक यू विल जम्प यू जम्प फ्रॉम वन प्लेस टू अदर यू विल रोल यू रोल ऑन द ग्राउंड यू रोल ऑन द लाइक दिस इज why you have to you know define the play it's free <laughs> part 4 of looking into the future taking initiative staying put resilience self introspection of new meanings of no of spirituality and of magic when you talk of looking forward when you talk of opportunity where is it that you begin where do you start there was merit to initiative uh, and if if young people and young people now uh, don't need don't need a midday newsroom that initiative is is totally up to them as the medium is right before them you know you can start a blog no one will say no i right? and then you realize over a period of time that it's giving you a certain high it's it's of course you can take the initiative of course you can begin somewhere is there a part though that luck plays there can you still continue going you have to be lucky man there's there's no avoiding luck it's a fact uh, you could be the world's most talented but not getting the opportunity but i think there is some merit uh, in fact a lot of merit to sticking around take it out you know i think uh, nature in general rewards resilience so if you don't lose heart 
and if you know your heart is in it it's not working out that that mentor does not exist someone else is not able to see uh, your talent eventually over a period of time good chances are you're reducing the probability of luck by sticking around but when you constantly work at something you reduce that element of luck to uh, the possibility of success now as we step into the hybrid world a world that most of us don't know about what are the things that we will need how can we be better prepared so just getting comfort around being productive uh, you know from home or from wherever you are working from remotely will be important and finding a designated space where you can work from where you're not you know kind of interrupted or disturbed at a regular basis fixing you know times that you will take a break being more disciplined about how you're spending your work time and you know sticking to to that schedule diligently is going to be important the second is a wider skill it's i think resilience is going to be extremely important uh, in the years to come you know we don't know what else is up ahead so i think the one thing people should invest in whether it's you know doing some kind of course or you know building resilience through meditation or whatever else it is that helps right but resilience is going to be key because i feel like there will be a lot of stuff that will be dynamic which will not go the way we expect it to go and then still to be able to stay centered focused productive and peaceful in your head is going to be super important for people to be successful what about taking breaks then a sabbatical a short break a longer break a pause is it important and how often should one take it so i think it's very it's very difficult you know when there's been certain times uh, throughout my career where i felt like you know that i haven't sort of really looked up or come up for air you know i've just been going 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 but you know i think as you grow older maybe a little bit wiser to become a little more conscious and aware of of and if you can do this earlier on in life obviously it's beneficial uh, to be conscious and aware that you know you have to step back from your work sometimes and say and look at it from an outside perspective and say and acknowledge what you have achieved you know because you will have achieved something whether it's change or whether it's progress or whether it's uh you know your own definition of success bahut sare aise log hain who's uh, who've suffered personal issues uh issues with respect to their careers bahut sari job losses there'll be career gaps for so many people mujhe ye bataiye ki apart from the faith and the belief that things will be okay and hope what are the things that one can do to ensure that you know they fill that time up and they still grow in their career so one is got to make their own efforts because efforts is up to us agar aapki job bhi chali gayi hai aap ek aur naukri koshish khojiye learn a new skill i always say no means new opportunity no no means next opportunity i keep saying 
रिजेक्शंस मींस रीडायरेक्शन कोई बात नहीं नहीं हुआ तो उसमें भी कुछ भला होगा हो सकता है आपको बेहतर नौकरी आ रही हो सकता है अपने मनोबल को तो अच्छा रखना पड़ेगा एंड यू नो आई यूज टू हियर दिस दैट द गिफ्ट ऑफ चेयरफुल डिस्पोजिशन इज द मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट गिफ्ट कि आपका मनचित खुश है अल्टीमेटली बड़ा घर बड़ी कार खुश रहना बहुत इंपॉर्टेंट है इफ देयर इज होप देयर इज आल्सो मैजिक सो डस मैजिक रियली हैपन एंड कैन यू रियली वेट फॉर इट टू सरप्राइज यू सो यू आल्सो यू हैव टू बिलीव इन मैजिक एंड मैजिक आर स्मॉल स्मॉल थिंग्स यू गेटिंग योर नेक्स्ट कॉन्ट्रैक्ट दैट सडनली इज बिगर देन व्हाट यू एक्सपेक्टेड यू रेजिंग कैपिटल एट अ बेटर वैल्यूएशन आई मीन इट कुड बी कैश फ्लोज इट कुड बी बेटर क्वालिटी ऑफ कलीग्स you know magic have manifest itself in small small ways you have to be optimistic undying optimism it is as you step into a new year with new energies and new thoughts may strength and resilience be yours may efforts and confidence be yours may hope and magic be yours and for nuggets of all of these May you keep learning from those around you and keep listening to Voice of Achievers via EP Dog Media.